Okay, so we enter into a brand new liturgical year, officially today. We are in the first Sunday of Subara, and the theme of the first Sunday, and in fact the whole first season, is pretty consistent. And so what we see in the first reading was the imagery of, of Abraham and Sarah and God coming to them in their old age and saying, I'm going to give you a son, Isaac, and greater descendants. So we see the family, an image of a family. We see St. Paul and his letter to the Ephesians, very famous letter. Many of you had this read at your weddings, right? And St. Paul talks about the structure of the Christian household and how each uh, part is played. We also see now in this reading, this week and the third week of Advent of Subara, we see the family of Zechariah and Elizabeth and John the Baptist. Today is the prediction, the prophecy of John the Baptist's birth. And on the third Sunday, we see the actual birth of John the Baptist, that family. We see next week, the angel Gabriel coming to Mary, saying, you're going to have a son. Right? And then the fourth week, that kind of image of the Holy Family where St. Joseph also gets a dream. And then on Christmas... The center of Christmas is a celebration of the Holy Family. So obviously the imagery of family cannot be stressed enough. So obviously all of us were born to families. Every single one of us were born to a mother and a father. Common sense, okay. Sometimes we need to say things that are common sense because the world is going crazy, right? And so that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, Whenever we get confused about what we're supposed to do and think and how we're supposed to act... Right? We, oh, we can always go back to something that's clear-cut and pretty definitive. Right? First off, I said it already. Common sense. Biology. It's even talked about in the first chapter of the Bible. In the beginning, God created them male and female. And He declared to them, be fruitful and multiply. That's families, right? And He said, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cling to his wife, and the two shall become one. Whenever you get confused, because a lot of people are confused today, then we can always go back to the original intention, the basic principles of common sense. God made them male and female. Today, people want to tell you that the structure doesn't exist of husband, wife, father, mother, male, female, They want to call you they. Okay? Whenever you get confused, because a lot of our youth are confused today, you always go back to the original intention. And St. Paul lays it out straight and flat for us. So let's take a look at St. Paul's letter for a moment. The first thing he says about the Christian family, that everybody forgets the first line. It's a very interesting line. I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to repeat it, and then say the second line after I repeat it. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Everyone forgets that line. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your husbands as to the Lord. So all the rest of what he says is based on that first line. Be subject to one another. Then he says, wives, be subject to your husbands as to the Lord. So I'll talk to the moms here, the the wives. And um, 
And I'm preparing a, a women's series next year. So I'm talking to a lot of women these days about, you know, some ideas, playing with some thoughts. And every single one that I've talked to in the past month or so has said to me, Father, don't say that word subject. And I don't like that response. I know this is like triggering for some people. And you know what? Today I feel very bad for for many women of, of culture and society because their identity is being hijacked and misdirected in a way that's devastating. So that women are so confused about what they're supposed to do. They're told they're supposed to be independent, you know, and celebrate their independence, which is good. You're, you're good. You're great. You're a woman. You're not less than a man. We're equal in dignity. We're equal before the eyes of God. But there's a movement, and I really encourage you to read this book, Men and Women. It's a very good book. It's called, the, I think it's The Anti-Mary Exposed. Such a, um, such a good book. Wow. And this author, who's a Catholic woman, is exposing this movement that's moving towards dis- removing the identity of a mother, of a wife, and these kind of traditional roles, is stripping them from the woman. And some of the women that I've talked to, even in our community, are falling for these lies. They're believing the lie that they have to go on their own and fulfill themselves as mothers in other ways outside of being a mother. To go and sacrifice some of their responsibilities of their home, to do other things. And what I say to you is this. Just look at the landscape. Most women who are doing this in today's world find themselves in a very lonely place, defeated, confused, seeing a therapist, and just confused about what they're supposed to do, unfulfilled. Obviously, that's not working. That's not working. And so what's important to do is to go back to the original. What did the scripture say? Be subject to your husband's ask to the Lord. Does that mean you're less than your husband? No. Jesus is subject to the Father. Is Jesus less than the Father? No. But there's a dynamic of relationship that's being modeled here. Does that mean the husband is your master? No. If your husband tells you to do something evil, do you do it? Absolutely not. Should be a should be some kind of dynamic that's present where the husband looks like that. Which oftentimes women in our community don't find themselves in those situations because they think they can make their husbands. I'm going to marry him and I'm going to make him like that. No, it doesn't work like that. Which brings me to By the way, I just want to say, the woman in here, your role is so important, don't forget. Evil came into the world. He knew how to do it through the power of the woman. Your support is so important in the household. He came through Eve, right? I hurt my my neck a couple weeks ago. I I, I think I strained it. I couldn't turn. I feel so good now. But I I was reflecting on it like, without the support here, the head can't move, right? I was just thinking about that. I was like, wow, aha, you know. But either way, that brings me to the, the head. St. Paul says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's what that looks like, right? That's exactly what that looks like. You're supposed to look like Christ. This is what a model home looks like. And I just want to take a step back and say, you know, this, these roles and these identities are so important because today there is a single-handed attack on the family. Because where the family, good family starts, salvation comes forth. Salvation comes forth. That's why the, the start of the liturgical year is all about the family. 
And so, men, I charge you, I urge you to take a step back and say, you're the head of the family, that means you're the front lines. That means, you know, you're the first wall of defense. And there's, I've, I've talked about it in the men's lecture series. I, talk, I call the men effeminate of our community. They're all very effeminate. Oftentimes you see the women who are taking up the position of the head of the faith of the household. It's a very dangerous sign of, of a failure of the men of the community. And I just want to charge you to take up that role because biblically, divinely, you are placed in this, this position. You need to be the ones that show your kids how to go to confession by, by action, not by word. You need to be the ones that show them how to pray by, by leading and instigating, not always your wife. But these roles, you know, they're so important to meditate on because the world has gotten very confused. This is not an exhaustive homily. I'm not suggesting to say I'm going to hit every single point about the family here. Obviously, you can only say, give a couple of chicken nuggets, you know, <laughs> spiritually. You know, we have full all the time. You need to go to lectures, hear, hear uh, retreats and what have you. But it's so important at least just to take a step back and refresh. Because you and your identity and your family is so important. Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Right? That's a very profound insight. So I think it's important for us to take a step back and to, to really reconsider where we have gone off the beaten path, where we've ended up, and what the lies of the world are telling us. And just to take an honest, perceptive look to say, look at how many people are miserable who are falling for those lies. There's a reason for that. Mothers, the best and perfect example that you have to look up to is the Blessed Mother. She did exactly like this letter said of St. Paul. The Blessed Mother is not someone that was a slave or less honorable because she was a beautiful mom who accepted her child and lived her role in such a holy way that she's the greatest of all the saints. And then, St. Paul urges you to look at Christ, and especially the cross. So we'll meditate on those two images today and pray that our families can be sanctified. We also pray for families, those who are trying to make families, who are infertile, like Zechariah and Elizabeth were, you know, that you can see what God is trying to give you through this difficult cross, uh, that all of us can be sanctified and bring in salvation through our holy families. Amen.